0: A 34-year-old, a former Marine, a dad of two, a member of the UVA Darden School of Business, and a kicker? Yep, that's how we get things started in the Covering the Commonwealth Part 1 edition here in the Fastlane.
1: Yep, we're copying this idea. Covering the Commonwealth, a look at the locally interesting teams and stories from the experts who cover them. Let's start with... The
0: Virginia Cavaliers. With Jerry founder and contributor, Jerry Hudy Ratcliffe. Hootie, Matt Ganyard, 34-year-old, dad of two, married, ex-Marine, 10 years in duty, and Darden School of Business, and also a kicker for the Virginia Cavaliers. Just a bigger picture. How refreshing is something like this in the midst of the largely chaotic, and let's be honest now, more cutthroat business of college football than it's ever been?
1: Well, yeah, I think I think it just reminds us all of what it's really all about—just you know, living your dream, and, and uh, how fortunate anybody is to be able to play college football. And I mean, it was worth it so much to this guy that <laughs> he carried that dream around with him for essentially 16 years, and eight of the last eight of it in the service after uh, graduating from UVA in 2011 as an undergraduate and enrolling into the military where he was a a attack helicopter pilot for the Marines and uh, I mean how many other people would go to that length as as to carry that dream with them for eight years and finally make it come true and I mean even after one door after another kept closing he never ever lost faith and uh, it just puts a smile on your face it's got to be one of the the feel good stories in college football anywhere in the nation this year?
0: It is a feel good story. The presumption is he'll get on the field once when the game kicks off or the second half kicks off in Nashville for Virginia and Tennessee. Now comes the cold dose of reality for Virginia. How many more times is Matt Gangner going to get on the field because Virginia has points on the board coming in some capacity?
1: Well, that's a good question. <laughs> Uh, I, I imagine if he plays, it'll probably be as, as a kickoff guy. I, I don't know that he'll beat out Bettinger for the place kicking duties, but um, that, you know, if in order to kick off, you got to score, and uh, that's the big question mark for Virginia is if they can put points on the board because we know how futile that was last year, and most of those playmakers are gone, so we're relying on uh, watching players who haven't really proven themselves at the power five level and it's a big question mark heading into Saturday as to whether they can score on what's promised to be a pretty tenacious revamped Tennessee defense
0: Jerry better worse or the same how do you assess your how does your outlook for Virginia change or does it at all from the beginning of camp to where it is now based on what you've observed and heard?
1: Um, Maybe a little bit more just because most of these guys have been in the system for another year. Uh, They haven't had to teach some of these guys quite as much as they did a year ago when they were installing brand new offense and defensive philosophies. Um, Some of the offensive linemen, if they can get healed up, Uh, have some experience and seem like that they have built some chemistry even though it's not quite as cohesive as the coaches had hoped just because some of the guys have been banged up and haven't been able to practice but uh, I think there's a greater understanding of the offense. It's just a matter of whether they can execute it when things go live against somebody other than their own jersey so um, I wouldn't say that I've it's changed my mind in terms of wins and losses i think they might be able to compete or execute a little bit better but that that doesn't necessarily translate into into w's
0: that's the big challenge for virginia they will aim to conquer it as a 28 point underdog at tennessee we'll just go ahead and call it that since it's going to be in nashville which might as well be knoxville uh even though it's a couple of hours to the West of Knoxville, Tennessee. Hootie, a pleasure to chat with you in the fast lane. Thank you again. And uh we may try to connect Tuesday instead of Monday, with it being Labor Day next week, but alas, look forward to it whenever that is.
1: All right. That would be great. Always great to talk to you, Dad.
0: David Cunningham, likely up to follow Hootie Ratcliffe as we properly introduce he him. He is
1: now to the Virginia Tech Hokies
2: hokey 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 high
0: apparently ricky ronnie has heard inter sandman enough that is part of the old dominion prep for the virginia cavaliers is anything too much for you virginia tech alum and TechSlotline.com managing editor david cunningham is it ever too much to hear inter sandman on your end
3: uh, Ed, first of all, you mentioned, you said uh, they're prepping for the Virginia Cavaliers, but I just had
0: to I meant you. the Virginia Tech Hokies. Thank you. It's been a yeah, long yeah, yeah. day. Uh,
3: I know. I know. Uh, no, I, I mean, I'm sure I'm going to hear plenty. Um, I don't mind hearing it, so to speak, but I can understand why uh, Ricky Ronnie's a little sick of it right now. I saw that story from the Virginian pilot 427 times. I think that's more than some students at Virginia Tech would listen to the song, to be honest.
0: It's a lot. I mean, it's like that's the only thing they ever play at practice. I that's, mean,
3: geez, that's David Cunningham's stats right there. I don't have uh, 427. I can't. I don't think. I don't think I've listened to Sandman that much. I don't listen. funny enough now that I hear it at every dang sporting event I go to. I honestly don't really listen to it at all anymore because I hear it everywhere I go.
0: Yeah, you just know it's going to happen whenever you go to a Virginia Tech sporting event. And as the managing editor at techsideline.com, David, you go to plenty of Virginia Tech events. You will be there on Saturday when Virginia Tech welcomes Old Dominion for that evening kickoff, 6 o'clock airtime, right here on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app and, of course, on VTR in Southside as well, 106.3 FM for our audience down there. Virginia Tech opened up around 12 and a half points. It's now steamed its way up to about 15, 15 and a half points as they are the favorites against Old Dominion. Is your confidence that high or are you in wait and see mode that Virginia Tech can take care of business emphatically against a team like Old Dominion, something that they haven't done? They've beaten teams like this before in spots like this, but they haven't done so in that emphatic you know, 30 plus point manner that Virginia Tech fans would want to see.
3: Yeah, I'm in wait-and-see mode. I, I'm very curious to see how this unfolds, Ed. I think this will be a good game. I, I think Old Dominion might surprise some people, but I'm also not sure what to make of the Hokies completely yet. I think Tech will win. By, I, I would pick Tech by probably two touchdowns, but, but 16, 16 and a half might be pushing it a little bit. Um, I think Tech will win, and I think Tech will win pretty confidently and comfortable. But, but I'm very interested to see how it all unfolds. I'm in wait-and-see mode because I think Old Dominion uh, might, might pull out some, some stuff we haven't seen. Um, and, again, this is re- the first game for a lot of these new players for Virginia Tech, a lot of new faces. I'm not sure how it's going to play out. I, I do feel confident that Virginia Tech will win this game. But it, it's going to be interesting to kind of just get a feel for things. College football is finally back. Primetime environment in Lane Stadium what if Virginia Tech guys are nervous? I don't really know what to expect from that aspect of it, but I do think Tech will win by at least two touchdowns.
0: I would agree with that from Virginia Tech, but you know they've had a lot of these games, Wofford comes to mind last year even, where you thought they should win by more and... I mean, you know, it's the whole fool me once, shame on me, fool, or shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me, or whatever the old George Bush quote was that he butchered even more than I just butchered a moment ago. Uh, George W. Bush, to be specific about that, the second of the Bush presidents. But, David, for Virginia Tech entering this season, last question for you, and we made this our last question about Virginia as well. After observing whatever you can gain out of 15 minutes of practice— And hearing the coaches and players talk over the last month or so, leading up to Saturday's game against Old Dominion, do you feel better, worse, or the same about the Hokies' chances overall this year?
3: I feel better. I think this program is in a better spot than last year. And I think specifically some aspects of the program I feel better about are defensive end and running back and wide receiver I think the only spot I feel maybe a little bit worse about is tight end that's because Nick Gallo is out with an injury right now. We at Tech Sideline have heard it's worse than Tech has reported. Tech told us uh, last week the media that they they were still trying to figure out if it was a short term or long term injury and the severity of it. What we've heard is it it is pretty severe and it might be a long term thing. Outside of tight end where Nick Gallo has potentially vacated that spot, I feel really good about all the other positions. I feel better, I should say, about all the other positions than I did at the start of preseason camp. The one question I still have is offensive line. I don't know how that's going to play out, and I don't think Tech is in a great position with that. Everywhere else, I feel better about quarterback, running back, wide receiver, uh, cornerback, defensive end, linebacker. I feel Good, pretty, be- pretty much everywhere else. It's really just the offensive line that, that really has my question right now. Um, I'm not really sure how that's going to play out. That's what I'm going to be watching on Saturday at 8 p.m. Uh, when Virginia Tech and Old Dominion square off. What does the offensive line look like? Because if Old Dominion's getting pressure, that is going to be a problem for weeks and months to come for the Hokies.
0: No doubt about it. That is the uh, major question as it's been for quite a while. It's not a question of how good the inside is. We know it's great at techsideline.com. David Cunningham is part of that. David, thank you for your time in the fast lane. We'll look to connect again probably next Tuesday in lieu of Labor Day on Monday.
3: Sound good. I'd talk to you then.
0: David Cunningham, techsideline.com.
3: Now to the Liberty
0: Flames. John Manson, a seaofred.com founder and contributor for the Liberty Flames. And with us once again here in the fast lane the real million dollar question as it relates to the liberty flames uh really the question that's probably even the hardest to answer is how well coach Caldwell is going to do for LU in his season and career debut on the mountain
2: I know. Uh, hey Ed, thanks for having me on that was uh, definitely a, a funny outtake there from uh, uh head coach uh, Bowling Green Scott Loeffler's uh press conference earlier today and he uh, mistakenly referred to Jamie Chadwell as Jamie Caldwell from Carolina, so uh, that that'd be pretty funny. It's making its rounds on Liberty Twitter right now, Liberty uh, social media. But uh, you know, I, I don't something like that. Just an oversight doesn't have much bearing on the uh, on the actual game, right?
0: Yeah, I mean it really doesn't. I don't even know if it's bulletin board material for the Liberty Flames, but it is rather funny to hear Jamie Caldwell instead of Jamie Chadwell being mentioned uh we'll play that after our chat with john manson from a sea of red.com. he's with us here in the fast lane for the flames themselves the big story has been what happens at quarterback jamie caldwell or as he's more accurately noted jamie chadwell spoke with us last week and said that they've made an internal decision but are not planning to announce it at least until probably saturday right before kickoff first of all Do you believe it was down to Jonathan Bennett and Caden Salter as the final two? And therefore, when fans presume or discuss and debate the quarterback, it should come down to one of those two.
2: Yeah, I do think it's one of those two. I mean, Trey Lowe, the Southern Miss transfer, he was a guy back when he – uh, first committed to Liberty back prior to the spring semester, I thought he would have a, a really good shot and maybe even be the favorite to, to land that job. And, and he's still a little bit of a dark horse. I wouldn't be shocked if there are uh, some plays, some packages that uh, the offense, uh, Coach Willie Corn, offense coordinator, quarterback coach, has uh, available for, for Low in certain situations. Not saying that it'll happen uh, Saturday or even uh, multiple times this season, but I think that's uh, a possibility. But yeah, I think it's basically uh, Bennett or Salter is going to be the guy. I mean, uh, when when I've been out of practice uh, throughout the uh, the fall and even back to the spring, it was those two guys that were getting the bulk of the the rotation between the uh, first and even second team. Uh, you know, and we saw that at the Fan Appreciation Day scrimmage, uh, going back I guess almost two weeks ago now, and. And, uh, you know, there are really two different guys, right? I mean, Bennett, the, the KG veteran's been around the program for several years and uh, really kind of poised and, and, and a strong leader. And, uh, you know, uh, I think you you know what you're going to get out of him on, on a Saturday, whereas Salter's a little bit younger, a little bit more uh, exciting, a little bit more variance probably in his uh, potential outcomes as far as uh, how he could play on a Saturday. but. Uh, They they both, in my opinion, I think they could both get the job done for the Flames, and and we'll just have to wait and see how it all plays out uh, on Saturday.
0: When looking at the competition itself, you know, at the little bit of time I was at practice, it looked like Bennett, but others have said it's Caden Salter. Do you have a guy you would prefer to see at quarterback for Liberty when they take the field and take their first drive, more importantly, against Bowling Green on Saturday?
1: He well, really
2: put me on the spot there, Ed. I mean, look, Bennett. It, like I said, he's been around for several years. He's a he's a great guy. Anybody's ever interacted with him knows uh, how how well respected he is. Uh, not just on his team, but but on on campus at Liberty, he's a, he's a great leader and and uh, you know very poised and, and uh, you, you know can definitely, I, in my opinion, get the job done. I do think Caden Salter provides a lot more upside. Uh, maybe more potential, especially uh, long-term, as you look forward, even past 2023 into into the future, uh, next couple of seasons, with him being a redshirt sophomore. I I think he uh, also could fit into this uh, Chadwell spread option very good with his ability to to make plays with his legs. And, and, uh, you know, quite honestly, I think he's got the uh, more lively arm uh, again, not a shot at Bennett or anything. I just think that Salter uh, has all the tools to uh, to take it to the next level. It's just a matter of will he put them all together uh, soon enough if he gets that opportunity on Saturday.
0: That is the question all as well that many fans have been wanting to ask. John Manson is doing his best to answer it for us today in the fast lane. John, thank you for your time. As always, we'll see you out there on Saturday at uh, at Liberty University as the season opener is not too far away.
2: Sounds good. Just, what, five, six more days now, Ed. It's uh, be here right around the corner. We'll wait for it all summer. Looking in- forward to it. See you there, man.
0: Indeed. John Manson at SeaOfRed.com with us in the fast lane. When we return, a guy will be doing some studio work for that, but we'll ask him about something else. Jason Prell. Lynchburg Hillcats broadcaster to kick off part two of the covering the Commonwealth next here in the fast lane.